Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, Episode 2. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me for podcast number two. I am so glad to have you. As always, thank you for taking the time to join me and have a listen. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple things that are top of mind whenever you're looking at changing habits and creating a lifestyle of health. Those things are motivation and inspiration that actually works. <laughs> so have you ever watched something like a YouTube video or something that was totally inspiring? It made you just, you know, your your jaw just dropped with awe. Like this is amazing that this person was able to do it and they overcome such odds and, and they got these fantastic results and you were 100% just inspired. And then you went about the rest of your day. (laughs) You probably even forgot within like an hour or two of thinking about it that you really watched it and you just went back about your daily life. Nothing really changed. (laughs) Inspiring stories are everywhere. Thanks to the internet, thanks to movies, media, that kind of stuff. And we love these stories, right? Who doesn't like an inspiring story? Makes us feel good about humanity. Sometimes it gives us those those ugly cries that actually feel really good. I think they're really cathartic. And sometimes they even make us get up and actually do something. Because if that person in the story can do it, so can I. Or do they actually do that? Do these inspirational stories actually make us act? Or is there something else at work? I'm also going to be talking about whether we need someone to motivate us to keep going. Why does a class at the gym feel better when it's run by super motivating trainer? Would we fall flat if we weren't motivated like that to keep on going? And What if it's something that took a lot of time and a lot of energy to get going? Would we quit if we were doing it on our own without somebody motivating us to do it? I'm going to be talking about these questions today. What made me think about it was 
there's a YouTube video that I watch. <laughs> I watch it all the time, actually. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I do. It's a motivational piece and it's about extreme training, which is not my gig. I'm not a big extreme trainer. But the video itself of what these guys are doing is super inspiring. Like it's it's all around basketball and they're doing, like they'll put like a pyramid of basketballs and then they'll put their hands on it and do pushups, <laughs> you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's crazy, like what they're doing with like the dribbling and the, and the juggling. It's very inspiring. And the song that's playing is Sail by AWOL Nation, which to me is always an inspiring song. I love that song. It's on my running mix. I run faster when I hear it come up. And the message in this video, this YouTube video is crazy good. It's crazy good. It's it's basically around the question of what if you were blind and the only cure was to push through things like hurt and failure and humility? Would you keep going if you knew that that was going to cure your blindness. So good, right? It's so good. You've got to watch it. I'm going to put the link to this video in the show notes so you can watch it too because it's amazing. But here's the thing. That video inspires me to work, but it doesn't make me do it. That music inspires me to run faster, but it doesn't make me run faster. It's not doing anything to me physically to make me run faster. I can work, I can run faster, I can get up after a fail, I can try again, I can do all of these things on my own. And in fact, after watching the video, I'm doing it on my own. I'm using the video as a tool, but it's still all me that's doing it. I am allowing myself to get inspired by this video. I am motivating myself to get going. That video doesn't automatically inspire everybody. Some people might think it's just a bunch of young people doing impossible fitness drills because they are pretty impossible. They're pretty crazy, right? Some people might look at that and be like, all right, whatever, I could never do that. Some people might not like that song. Some people might be so over that song because it's kind of old and it's been overplayed. Some people might not get inspired at all when that song comes on. And some people might watch it and then go about their business as usual, unchanged by this message, right? In fact, most people go about their business after being really inspired. Notice if after watching this video, do you go about your business? (laughs) The reason why I'm inspired and I feel motivated by that video is because of me. And that's a really powerful statement, That's taking ownership of really big feelings like courage and hope. And we're not used to doing that in our culture. Usually all of the the talk is, you gave me hope. You gave me courage, right? To say that you gave it to yourself can seem boastful, even like selfish, or my favorite is ungrateful. But the truth is, is you do create these feelings for yourself. Nobody else can create these feelings for you. Now, lots of people take that power away from themselves when they think that it's something outside of them that motivates them to do something. They think that they would never do it if somebody else didn't make them or give them the idea. But is that really true? 
It's not. It's not true at all. It's all you. So I'm asking you to take credit where it's due. Because nobody else makes you work hard at something. You're the one who decides to do it. Just like the people who aren't inspired by this YouTube video that I love so much, it's their choice not to be. If you are inspired by this video, it's your choice to be inspired. There's that sliver of thought between watching an inspiring video like this one and actually feeling inspired. Being aware of that thought is everything. And yeah, it's a glimpse into your health mindset. The idea of motivation and inspiration has always fascinated me. There's so much emphasis that people put on wanting to be inspired to do something, right? You heard a lot about that in this past election. I was really inspired by this one candidate or, you know what, this candidate didn't really inspire me to do anything, so I stayed home, right? It was all about whether or not people felt inspired to do something, But how do inspiration and motivation actually work? And are they different? It turns out that they are. Inspiration tends to come from other people. Videos, books, movies, speeches. It's a feeling that we get when we tune into somebody else's message. Inspiration is given. But remember, it's up to us to receive it. And we don't have to. It's completely our choice. Just like every other emotion we feel, it is our choice to receive it or not. It is our choice to allow it or not. And that may not be conscious, right? You may not be conscious about that, but we do make that choice every single time we feel something. It's the same reason that you may think something is hilarious and someone else thinks it's stupid, (laughs) I've had that happen, right? Like I'm dying with laughter and you're looking at someone, they're like, yeah, whatever. It happens, right? Nobody automatically feels an emotion. They choose to feel it. And even though other people offer that inspiration, it doesn't mean that other people make you feel inspired. It's a really important distinction. And it's hard because it's cemented in our culture. We wait to be inspired by people. We wait to be inspired by ideas. But we're actually in control of whether or not we're inspired, not the other people. Motivation is a little bit different. Motivation is more of a thought that just about always leads to an action, a positive action. So a thought, a motivational thought, for instance, can be something I've had top of mind recently, which is I want to be able to do all the steps in Zumba. (laughs) Just started a new Zumba class. I love it, but I can't do any of those steps. (laughs) It's crazy. So that thought motivates me. I want to do all the steps. And it leads to me feeling more determined, more confident, and it leads to me to act It makes me go to class every time. I am motivated to do something. It's a thought that will lead to a positive action, an action that benefits you, that gives you the result that you want. Motivation comes from you. It's born from inside of you. You allow yourself to be motivated by the acknowledgement of something that you've done or that you're proud of or a milestone that you give yourself credit for, something that you celebrate. 
And this may seem like semantics, the whole idea of motivation versus inspiration, but it is way more than that. What we're crafting is a health mindset. And when we're crafting this health mindset, we need to be aware of what we're thinking. And as a byproduct, we're aware of what's standing in our way. Now, inspiration is great, but I want motivation. I want motivation all day long because motivation is what sticks to your ribs and it gives you that reason to act. Inspiration is nice. It's a great feeling. It's warm and fuzzy. Who doesn't want that? But it's not such a determined place. Inspiration lets us move on. Inspiration doesn't necessarily lead to an action that's going to feed into the result that we want. True motivation that comes from within drives us to act. It gives us those results. So I want you to think about for a second, what motivates you? It's not such an easy question, and I'll show you why. So for example, for me, what motivates me is not being dependent on the healthcare system. It's a really motivational thought for me. I am also motivated by feeling physically fit in my body, Um, by the idea of being there for the people that I love, feeling and being healthy, all of those things motivate me. They're not just great things that make me feel good, but they're thoughts that always lead me to act in a positive way to get me the results that I want. So what makes you not just feel good, but act? I want you to think about it. List five things just in your head right now that actually make you act. That's the key here. There might be some things that you think motivate you, but actually don't because you don't act as a result of it. That's not a motivating thought. Motivating thoughts always lead you to action. I also want you to think about what doesn't motivate you. And you might find that some of the things that you thought did actually don't, right? Notice what's repeated so often, often in our society that doesn't really motivate you at all. So for example, for me, I realized that New Year's resolutions don't motivate me <laughs> like at all. You always see what's your new plan? What's your word for the year? What's your resolution? They do not drive me to act at all thinking about what those are. And I'm going to talk more about that actually on the next podcast, because I think it's really interesting as far as New Year's resolutions and why they don't motivate people. But that was something that I had to come to terms with for a long time. I thought a a New Year's resolution would motivate me. Not so much. Not when I really sat and looked at it. Losing weight. That doesn't motivate me. (laughs) And that's the thing. You'd think that it would. There are things that you're probably holding on to that you just automatically think, of course, that motivates me. That motivates me, but maybe not. I've wanted to lose weight, uh, you know, pretty much since I developed my body image. (laughs) When is that? Like fourth grade, fifth grade? (laughs) I didn't even have to lose weight and I still wanted to, but that didn't make me act at all. So call out what doesn't motivate you. It's like decluttering, right? Let's declutter some of your beliefs, these beliefs that you're holding on to that you think work for you, but actually don't. And it might feel a little strange to give up on some of these that you thought motivated you. But what are you telling yourself right now, just out of habit, that actually isn't getting you to act? 
And it's important to know because it may be actually pushing you in the wrong direction. You think it helps, but it's actually hurting you because you think it's supposed to make you act and then it doesn't. And when you realize it doesn't, you don't know that it's not that the motivation isn't right. You just think that you're broken somehow because you're not, why wouldn't you act on this? For years, I had coat, like clothes in my closet, <laughs> like a lot of clothes in my closet that didn't fit me, right? My, my weight would yo-yo up and down and I would have some really cute clothes that were like, I don't know, two, three sizes down that I you know, used to fit into. I thought that was motivating. When you lose weight, you can fit into this awesome dress. Look at all of these really cool things that are going to fit when you get serious and really buck up and really lose the weight, right? This would be like that internal dialogue I would have. And when I wouldn't be able to fit into them, it would devastate me. I would be so upset and I would be so mean to myself thinking that I went backwards and I'm not trying hard enough and I'm not serious enough and wondering what's wrong with me, right? Having these clothes in my closet did not motivate me. And it actually did the opposite because it created this cycle of me beating up on myself. And here's, here's the kicker is that when smaller clothes actually did fit, it was a total afterthought total afterthought. I'd be like at the store looking for, you know, jeans or something. And I'd be like, wow, huh, this, this size doesn't fit anymore. I guess I'll have to go size down. <laughs> total afterthought because it was never about the clothing size. I was motivated by entirely different factors. But by holding on to this thought that of course it motivates me to have a smaller size, I was pushing myself in the wrong direction. Now, this is one place where that rebellious part of your health mindset really kicks in because you might be going against the grain when you're looking at what does and doesn't motivate you, right? You might be going against that common knowledge. There's con like, of course you want to be skinny. Everybody wants to be skinny. Well, you might not. That might not motivate you at all. It might not be something that you want and it is absolutely okay. We need to be a bit rebellious, and speak up for what really actually works for us. So don't let your mind go with the herd. <laughs> I'm reminded of my ninth grade uh, government teacher, <laughs> Mr. Buck. He used to always tell us that, don't go with the herd. Except for then it was like not to do something stupid that all the other high schoolers were doing. <laughs> but, you know, I think this is parallel, right? Don't go with the herd when it comes with, you know, everybody saying what motivates them. It's okay if it doesn't motivate you right? Pay homage to what actually does work for you. You know, if being there for your kids or your grandkids doesn't truly get you to act, but maybe better sex does, fantastic. Go with it, right? If what motivates you is having a butt like your personal trainer, <laughs> done. Go with it. That's one of my motivations. <laughs> if it's like maybe you don't want to look like your neighbor, Okay, great. If that's what gets you to act, there is no shame. There is no shame, right? It doesn't matter what motivates you. If it works, if it makes you feel determined, if it makes you feel the good and it makes you act in a way that gives you those results, go with it. Own it. Who cares if it doesn't have to do with your kids? It doesn't matter. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to share it with the class. <laughs> this is something totally for you. 100%. And it doesn't matter how virtuous it sounds, right? If something doesn't motivate you, drop it. 
Stop trying to motivate yourself with something that doesn't work. Motivations are like the tools that we use to get things done. So if you have a tool in your tool shed that looks really pretty but doesn't work, what are you going to do? You're going to throw it out, right? You're going to stop giving it space. You're going to leave that spot open for another tool that actually does work. When it comes to motivating thoughts that make you feel good and lead you to action, there's no wrong way to do it. There's no wrong way to find a tool that actually works for you. Just get rid of the ones that don't. This week, I want you to look at your usual motivators, what you normally think to get yourself going, you know what they are, and really test them and see if they actually do motivate you. Ask yourself, when I think about this motivator, how do I feel? And when I feel that way, what actions do I take? If those actions are anything other than constructive and giving you the results, then drop that motivator, right? You may not be motivated by your family (laughs) to get healthy, and that's okay, right? The hard part is giving up on those types of things and finding motivators that actually work for you, right? The hard part is letting yourself go off grid a little bit and being honest about what does and doesn't truly make you act in a constructive way. And there is no judgment. I have no judgment. For you, I have no judgment for myself. Don't have any judgment on for yourself either. This is a no judgment zone. Get to know the motivators that actually work for you and use them. It's like a tool. Remember, the hammer doesn't put the nail in the wall. You do. If the hammer is broken, then don't keep trying to use the hammer because everybody else does, right? There are other tools that can get the nail in the wall. Find the ones that do. And don't judge yourself if that tool turns out to be an awesome pair of Gucci shoes, (laughs) because those could work too. Love bringing this podcast to you every single week. If you love it too, let me know. Give me a review in iTunes. It doesn't have to be an essay. Uh, Just if you like what you hear, let others know in the comments. I would be super, super grateful. And if you want more information on what we talked about today, including that link to the awesome YouTube uh, inspirational video, visit the show notes at www.andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP002. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.